I just want you all to know how much I sacrificed for this podcast. I got an hour of sleep last night, I think. So I think what I'm saying is I don't think I'm responsible legally for anything I say on this podcast because I don't feel like I'm actually touching anything. Like I feel like I'm entirely disconnected from reality. Andrew, when you said I'm not entirely touching anything, I was like, what do you mean touching anything? Like literally if I sit here and just kind of like stare off into space, I feel like I'm floating. Like I don't even, I stop to feel like I'm touching things. I don't know what that means. Things. What? I don't know how to describe it. I don't I know I think you're on ketamine. Well, I'm on Vyvanse. <laughs> literally the opposite effect. I was going to say that's not how ketamine works, but um, we here at Hellscape Carousel do support taking whatever stimulants you need to continue to contribute to capitalism. And we thank Andrew for his hard work. <laughs> and we also thank his employer for fucking him because no one else wants oh, to. <laughs> and he nods his head in agreement and then starts to, and then he starts touching things, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> speaking of touching things, I went today I was at in office at like a all day conference thing. I did not touch people. Relax. Um, but I was telling my one coworker was asking me, we're pretty close, but not super close, but like close work, close, you know, you know what I mean by that? Like close work, but like certain things you wouldn't tell them. But she was like, what did you do last weekend for Labor Day? And I was like, oh, I went to, did this, did this, did this. And then I went to a nude beach and she was like, oh, like, did you get naked? We're, like, we're, we're close enough for that conversation. But that's where I would draw the line. And I was like, no, I didn't. But my friends did. Like it was my first time. I didn't want to. And then she was like, oh, okay. And then she goes away and comes back. And mind you, this is like a 52 year old woman. Like my admin, essentially. And she comes in, she goes, Kirk, I want to show you this. And she hands me her phone and it's Feet Finder. No. And she goes, I'm starting to sell pictures of my feet. And I was oh like, that God. is the no. last time I tell my coworker I went to a nude beach because apparently it opens up an entire discourse around their kinks. You put a foot in the door. <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I want to preface this by saying that we support all sex work on this podcast. Totally. I do. I do. But don't fucking do that. I Not support her. Work. Just don't tell me. I mean, like, yes. Just yes. don't tell your coworkers. You. Or tell me once you're like rolling in it. Then tell me. Then I'll be like impressed. But like, like. It's well, so yeah, tell me when you're leaving on the day you quit your job. <laughs> because of tell me that <laughs> it was just I'm never telling anyone I was naked at a beach again. Wait, at work. do you know if she was like raking in any money? No, I think she was. It was very like hesitant. Like I'm going to I think she was like, oh, Kirk seems like someone I could tell. Honestly, if I need to be that coworker that you feel comfortable opening up to about your kinks, I'm into it. I think it's more that she just wants to make a little cash money. No, she I would does. Say it's, I would say it's more of a, a critique on the payment structure Ex- of at your my company. company. I, I agree with that. But I, I just had to laugh that like she felt because I shared that with her. It was actually kind of cute, but then kind of weird. And I was like, uh, what do I do with this information? That was like a moment. Yeah. So um, that was weird. That being said, if you're a listener and you're interested in buying pictures of my feet, I will be selling them. Please DM me. Me too. Uh, I, have a hammer, also- I have a hammer toe. So if you're into that. I feel like Maggie probably has like always pedicured feet. So I'm going to throw her name in the hat too. And if you want to see what straight man feet look like, hit up Andrew, uh, Maggie, put your foot down. (laughs) Oh my God. I thought that was the dog's foot. And I was like, shit. It took me a minute. (laughs) Apparently I'm not the only one that's completely out of pocket today. I think this is going to be an insane episode. Out of pocket and out of socks. Um, Speaking, this woman is, (laughs) this woman is married by the way. Um, So I fear for her husband who I've met. And honestly, she should be selling feet pics to get out of that relationship. But um, <laughs> speaking of relationships people are getting out of, is anyone caught up on the Joe Jonas, Sophie um, Turner Jonas? I don't know if she changed her name. Hope she didn't. Um, I don't think she ever did. Drama. Well, 
I feel like Maggie needs to speak. Yeah, Maggie wants to speak. This is very up her. This is her brand. I don't think you understand. When the rumors started, I almost cried. I read every single thing I could possibly read about it. Um, this is super back Taylor Joe era that the rumors started before the truth came out. And yes. it was all like because all the rumors said that it was about his team who like sent all the stuff when him and Taylor went down. And so it all happened all over again because everybody said that the team, the like Jonas team sent all the stuff about him having his wedding band on and not having his wedding band on. And then like all that stuff went down. And all I have to say is I am so curious about the fact that she was at opening night and now, you know, all this shit is coming out. Looked all lovey-dovey. There's there were all these videos, all these pictures. I think the great that the thing I'm fascinated with is the whole PR firestorm of it all, where like his team is just sending out shit to TMZ clearly, and then now she, I think her team has started too. So it's like, going to be so nasty and weird divorce that didn't need to be. But he tried to get ahead of it in this weird like early 2000, mid 2000, like misogynistic like um, media frenzy that used to work, but like in this was not going to work. Like it was so like he's so strategic. Like had his kids yesterday or the, the other day photographed when they're never photographed with just him when she's conveniently not there because she's at work or something so it's very i'm just very interested in it because it's a very weird like situation he him, his team are doing and it's not going to work in their favor also i'll say it she's my favorite wife so this is really tough well, for ex- their brand ex-wife okay but they haven't gotten divorced yet maybe they'll like resurrect and it'll be all up here no i think joe so- joe is creepy and weird i don't i'm not into it now he just completely I'm, freaked me out now i am burying that marriage in Sophie's honor. She can do She better. was my favorite wife, me too. though. Who am I supposed to like now? Priyanka the normie Chopra? Danielle? Not the, the normie? Not Danielle. I completely forgot. You want to know it's crazy? I think we always forget that, like, Kevin has been married for, like, I think, like, a, over a decade now. <laughs> they met, just, they like, met, this, Danielle has it, they met on the beach in Atlantis, in the Bahamas. That woman really secured the bag when she was there. She was just like. God damn. They were like, yeah, in, insane. Well, speaking of marriage and divorce and all of the things in between, um, today's episode, we're talking about the hellscape of the wedding culture, which I think we're all kind of excited about. So should we just jump into, should I, I don't know, I need to say something else. How do I say this? The hellscape, the fucking transition (laughs) word that we use. Should we we jump into the what, ass? Should we jump into the hellscape (laughs) of wedding culture? It was 2021. The pandemic was starting to let up. By let up, I mean people were still dying of the coronavirus, but straight couples felt it was at a point where they could conveniently reschedule their weddings. So I stared at my fridge and noticed how I could no longer see it. No, Erica, it's not fucking white. Because it was covered in rescheduled save the dates. Don't get me started on people who sent out a second save the date physically, wasting more paper when they could just send out a fucking email. This caused me to attend more than 15 weddings in a year and a half. Yes, one could say I need to lose friends, but I will say people need to stop aspiring 
aspiring to marriage. <laughs> I kid, but the bigger issue is not the matrimony, rather the expectation of the guests at these lavish affairs. The issue is what weddings have become, not marriage itself. The issue is people thinking that their wedding is opening night of the Eras Tour or Beyonce's Renaissance. The average cost of a wedding, according to The Knot, which I don't, never want to go on the website again, is around $30,000, which I think is for like a 100 person wedding, which is not, which is below average. And weddings I've been to have far over 100 people. So if it's 200 people, I would say by closer to 40 to five to $50,000. Regardless, it's like a car or like an, a nice car. But let's be real, it doesn't start or end at the wedding. It's a multi year long journey. Andrew and Erica, what do you think about the wedding culture? I mean, I two famously not married people, by the way. I was going to say, we're I'm, so. <laughs> I'm very concerned about this episode because I'm not concerned about myself and Cassie. I'm concerned about everyone else who hears this because everyone gives us a hard time about it. We've been together almost seven years now. There was like a peak in the beginning. Everyone was like, when are you getting married? And then finally, people got tired of asking us for a couple of years. But now I feel like it's kind of coming back where they're like, all right, you've been together for so long. You have to get married now. It's funny because I am, you know, at that age where people are starting to get married and like, I'm already over it. I have friends like Kirk, you, for example, who has had an unholy amount of weddings. I look at people like you and I'm just like, no, no. I, I look at people like you and I'm just like, no. <laughs> That's what you just said. <laughs> Erica and Matt Walsh. I look at people and I just go, no, no. My mother said the same thing. Um, it is, it's like, listen, part one of it is I do have a lot of friends, but I like that I have a lot of friends. It's great to have a lot of friends, but in this situation, it's not great when you have to spend so much fucking money on them because it doesn't start at the wedding. It starts like a year before the wedding, a year and a half, two years before the wedding. It lasts till the wedding and then they have a baby and then it never fucking stops. But the issue is the fact that what they've become, I'm going to air my sister out on here. She took a loan out for her wedding eight years ago, a loan. So she pays back her wedding still. Imagine if she was divorced, she'd still be paying back on her wedding that she was divorced from. But she's not, thank God, sorry. If I were your sister, I would drag your ass through the fucking mud <laughs> right now. She doesn't know how to do that. She's not witty enough. That's but, true. Um, I'm kidding. But I just, there's a lot of people that do that. They dig themselves in a hole. They can't buy a house. They don't go on a nice trip or something. And they're just paying for their wedding for like the first 10 years of their fucking marriage. So that's my thing is like, I've had friends who got married without the house and who are getting married, but already own a house. And like, obviously that also denotes that they're in different parts of their lives. But I'm just like... I want to make sure I have shelter before I throw a party and pay for a whole bunch of people to eat just yeah. for them to complain about the food or have something to complain about. Like, to be honest, I don't know if weddings are selfish or selfless. Like, I, <laughs> that is one thing I'll never understand. Yeah, like, because who is like this an, really for? Because if, if it's a huge party for everyone else, because they end up being fun. Like, I'd say 98% of the ones I go to, I do enjoy. But it's the fact that you have to go. So it's like the the, the, fa the the couple and the family spending the money on it, but then also the hundreds of guests going, having to spend money for you. So it's like either way, it's like annoying to ask people to, it's, it's shitty to ask people to come and spend money on you, but then you're also spending money for them to have fun. Uh, but no one wants it at the end of the day. Like, nobody wants the experience. I feel like, I feel like it's becoming that. Like I feel more and more brides and, and grooms are being more like stressed out about it than they are excited for it, but they still make the big, the, the biggest thing of it at the end of the day. I will say my sister had like, a 34 person wedding it was like both in 2021 and also in mexico so like the whole destination thing filtered out a lot of people it was so nice because when you have it on an all-inclusive resort you really don't pay that much as like an actual guest or as the person getting married 
And it was like a nice little intimate wedding. And that is what I want. It's cute that you think you're getting married. Um, I just (gasps) think that like the idea of it is so interesting to me that you like basically are coming together, you know, celebrating love, but then asking your friends to give you money because you fell in love. Pay me. That's literally what it is. Well, it's it's, because I think the tradition is like the community is helping you set up for a successful life, which is a nice idea. But then why are you spending fifty thousand dollars at the beginning of the supposedly rest of your life together? Yeah, like that's that's crazy to me. I've been to some very nice weddings that were in fire halls. And that's because I'm from Pennsylvania, rural (laughs) Pennsylvania, where the fire hall wedding is a thing. But um, I have been to some very expensive weddings and honestly, they're way more boring in a lot of ways. They're so regimented. There's like a team of wedding planners running around. The bride and groom are usually so stressed out. The smaller weddings I've been to that were the cheapest, everyone had the most fun. Yeah. Because there just there just isn't that pressure to like make it this fucking thing. I'm not anti-marriage. Some people think I'm anti-marriage. I'm not anti-marriage. No, I agree. I think it's it's one thing to be anti-marriage, but to be anti-wedding, completely acceptable because it is something that actually impacts me. Whether or not you get married is not my concern, not my problem, and I shouldn't have to incur any cost for you getting lifetime tax benefits. Yeah, but and a dual income, assuming you're both working. And if not, girl, get that bag. <laughs> <laughs> So I will say my tune on this might change. I've never been to a gay wedding. I'm going to my first one in a year from now um, and we'll see how they do it. But I don't, I just like the, the whole thing is just be, it's become an industry. Literally it's an industry. And then on top of it, it like it's with it becoming an industry is sucking everyone to believe they need to be a consumer of it. And I just believe it is brainwashing on brainwashing on brainwashing. Cause to Erica's point at the end of the day, they both, both parties of the groom and the bride just feel miserable the entire time you always if you look at the bride she's mm-hmm. like stressed out by the end of it or like she's walking around at dinner not eating her food not having a drink Ooh. and just like talking to fucking people she doesn't want to speak to that's the thing i always hear about how they never eat the food i actually went to a wedding where the bride made sure that she ate the food and i had nothing but respect for it and it was a great wedding yeah all the time that gets taken up by like walking around seeing all these people half of them you probably had to invite out of obligation as a introvert, I fully understand that. And that is my nightmare. But it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, the, the amount of effort we put into this. And of course, like everything with capitalism, like it becomes an industry and then there's a whole mechanism around it to like make people think that like what they're doing isn't good enough and you really need to do this trendy thing and you need to buy this $11,000 dress. And it's just, it, yep. it's crazy for one day. For one day. For one day. One or multiple dresses. Yeah, I will say Emily Mariko, the little salmon bowl bitch, she ate that shit up at her wedding. She ate a dress for every hour. And I respect that. Defeats the purpose that we're talking about here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just think and we, we need to figure out a, a different way. I, but I wonder if people who don't have friends who like go to one wedding a year feel differently. I just feel like I'm exhausted by it. And I'm not the only one. Everyone. It's just the, 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 the one, the one, someone told me this and I think it was really like smart in terms of weddings. They said, listen, like every bride needs to understand that this day is important to you and nobody else, meaning nobody else yeah. attends. Like this is only important to you. This is not important to anybody else. And you need to like act accordingly. What do we think about people who act out of pocket at weddings? Well, that's, yes. that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I support. I think there's a fine line between being like 
the fun drunk oh, yeah. kind of life of the party person and then like the woman who shows up in a white dress or the person who brings up family drama or the uh mm. the groomsman that gives a speech first off i think the speeches part is probably one of the stupidest parts of the whole gotta thing. Go. you gotta get rid of that the dad and then no one and no one and 98 time no one wants to do it like everyone's always like i'm yes. so nervous just give a toast two sentences Everybody drinks some more and then go about the evening. I was at a wedding where the dad literally spoke for like 40 minutes. I'm not even kidding you. And it was my coworker. And so I did not know the dad, obviously, because <gasps> I barely knew the coworker. That and is she, hell. She hasn't talked to her dad in like six years. Like literally this last time she talked to him. No. Not no. because of that, but like they don't have a relationship. But as we're talking about dads and speeches, my, my sister got married seven or eight years ago. My dad... And I drove together, to, like it was like a, in the Poconos and we drove up and the, he's reading me the speech. He was, my sister asked him to give, well, asked him to give a speech. And so he's reading it to me. <laughs> and in the speech that he's reading, he's like talking about how he, my dad had gone, recently had gone to rehab at the time. And then he basically had said that um, at the end of his speech, he was like, and you know, I'm so thankful that me and Kate, me and my mom, me and Kate and the in-laws are so grateful that we've raised two children that are not, you know, they're not, they're not addicted to drugs. They're not an alcoholic. They're not, they're not in rehab. Like essentially what he said, we've, we've um, brought up two standing civil citizens or citizens. What is this? The fucking hunger games to um, upstanding humans. And I was texting my sister immediately. I was like, yo, you gotta tell daddy can't do a speech because <laughs> he's about to like <laughs> bring up some real random shit. So I'm against speeches at weddings too. Yeah, and the thing that annoys me is 80% of the people are sitting there aren't in on the inside joke or when it's right. like the inside joke that only like the maid of honor and the bride get and it's some awkward thing and they're like kind of like laughing like, oh. The, wait, I wait, I got this, I got this. You mean like when we went to Cancun and well, you know, Margarita Joe. <laughs> and everyone's like, ha ha, yeah, funny. <laughs> It's like you're literally laughing at the fact that you're just watching this woman reminisce. Like, it's just such a weird moment because it's like this could have been a note. Actually, I would have loved if we could just make it a tradition where you write the bride a note and she reads it at a later time. I like that. Or everyone could. But then that's more energy. That instead no, of a no, gift. No. Like, give me a bunch of notes and put it in my thing and don't give me money. No, but no, I didn't agree to that. Well, mind you, I will be asking for a lot of money because I deserve it when I get married. But yes. I'm just saying I wish it never happened. Since it's, since it's already happening, I'm going to join it on the fun. But um, I also think I laugh when they do inside jokes, but it also gets like kind of creepy where it's like, like sometimes that maid of honor is like she's it gives off the vibe of like she's more mine than she is yours to the groom. It's like she's more my friend than it is. She's your wife. And like or gives off this like we're secretly dating and you don't know vibe. And I'm like, this is too yeah. much when it gets to be like so possessive of one or the other. It's like this is not your day, honey. This is their day. You've stolen my lesbian lover. Literally. Now that happened at so many weddings recently to me. I'm like, girl, this is weird. This might be a hot take, but I don't give people wedding gifts. And partially because I procrastinate to the last second of fucking everything. So I never have the opportunity to actually get anything from the registry because it's either already been taken and like the $5,000 Nespresso machine is the only thing left over. Um, but also I feel like one, most people have bad tastes. So I, I don't want to support the things that you have on your, your registry. First of all, <laughs> especially with like kitchen gadgets, like those are the pans that you decided to get. 
okay, not supporting that. But also, like, everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is getting you those things and probably duplicates that you now have to go through. What's way better, like, the day after the wedding? It's like, oh, we have 100 bucks in our pocket. Let's go do something. Well, that's what you're supposed to. What do you mean? Wait, at a wedding, you're supposed to write a check, I think. Yeah. Like, more so the... the Yeah, well, you don't go to showers. That's the part, I guess. So, like, so females and me being a gay man makes me a female. I guess they don't understand gender, these people, and sexuality, but get invited to the shower, and then you get them a pot and pan, and then you also write them a check for $150, $200, whatever it is, so you're giving them both. But I understand some people do, if there's things left over on the registry, we'll then buy it for them at their actual wedding. But that, I think, leads us into, Erica, do you want to take over from this shower perspective? Yeah, I mean, do you guys remember, like, you know, back in the 1800s when Andrew was just a wee little sprout, when marriages came with, like, a little dowry, and that was it? You know, when couples didn't already live together and own six air fryers, three sets of sheets, and four down pillows? Showers made sense then. No, not so much. Now I'm buying my friend and their fiancé something they already have, but the more expensive version— or contributing to their trip to Italy, even though that bitch never tried to go to Italy with me anyway. That sounded personal. It is. Even though I didn't even write this. I don't know anyone who's going to Italy. <laughs> but then I have to show up to their wedding and give them another equally expensive gift or write them a check or they'll judge me for the rest of my life or at least until they get divorced, which gives me about two years of guilt. And don't even get me started if you're in the bridal party the shit that you have to do for the shower because the mom of the bride expects you and the other eight poor bridesmaids to front the open bar or the venue the average cost of a shower ranges from four thousand to seven thousand five hundred dollars that's a fucking wedding i know showers are more of a girl things but kirk is in fact a homosexual which means by the white woman definition he is one of the girls what are your thoughts on all of this uh, my hot take, this is not a hot take, it's just that um, showers should not exist. Like the, the, like bridal showers should just uh, literally not exist. I don't, I don't understand the purpose of them. Like what, it, what, is, what are we celebrating that it's different than, we're, than when we're celebrating you at your wedding? Like what is the difference? I feel like back in the day when like yes. all you really had to do was like say like, here are blankets. Good luck with your life. A shower would have been a great place for that. But now it's like, I was going to write you a check for your gift. And so now do you want me to write you another check? Like, do you just want two checks of differing values? Will that satisfy it? And I also think it's mainly for, cause I've been to a bunch. Um, and I feel like they're mainly for like your mom or your grandmom's friends. Like old ladies yes. love a fucking shower because they're usually getting sponge baths, but they're very interested in like being there to, to cater to this woman. They don't fucking know because it's like they're, coworker or their friend or their great aunt's niece's daughter, whatever. It's someone fucking random, but you know, they always like engage with the games and whether it's a bridal shower or a baby shower, they just like, it's, it's, I specifically think that, especially think that showers don't matter. If you've had an engagement party, like you've had an engagement party and then you're having a shower. What is, what the fuck is the difference between those two things? I truly, I think that it's just another way to celebrate you getting married. Like I, like it's another way to get that attention from this thing that's probably going to ruin your life because you're probably marrying a man child. <laughs> and you know what? To that point, I think I get it. Like, end the episode. If I'm going <laughs> to suffer my life being someone's mother, let me get paid. And then the men, the guys get out of it. I mean, nowadays there are some co-ed ones and stuff, but like the guys, like straight men get out. And the guy or the, the male 
best friend gets out of showers, baby showers, bridal showers, all that kind of stuff. The bachelor bachelor parties are usually, and we'll talk about that in a bit, are usually more low key, I feel, if not planned like bachelor parties. And I just feel like they get they don't have to spend as much money and but it's like why? Like this you're as much involved in a relationship as the women are or with the baby if you're having a baby shower. Let me tell you, the reason why I re-up as a straight white man every single year is just to avoid <laughs> yes. everything that ends in showers. Well, we know that. You love your axe. <laughs> we love your axe body spray showers. Do you remember that era? That early 2000s? Yeah, it was going to call, single- this is going to be very problematic. Weren't they called Mexican showers? <gasps> I, I did not make that I literally never heard that. No. Lit- I think you did. No, I'm Googling it a lot. Or maybe it's an Italian shower. Hold on. Mexican Kirk. Kirk is about to find some. I'm serious. I, did, I didn't make it up. It's fucked up. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> not not Mexican oh, no, 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 golden no, I got shower. Kirk. Mexican shower is a commonly joking phrase that is used to imply someone has used a large amount of deodorant instead of showering. It's fucked up and racist. But anyway. But you said it anyway. Andrew said it. So. Andrew said it. He said that's why he raps being a white man. And that was Kirk with the racist term of the day. <laughs> the more you know yeah andrew i mean that's this is the one time i'd love to be a straight white man is wedding time (laughs) i I can think of a few other times oh that's like in 1976 in 1776 and i like that you skipped over 1876 1876 that was a bad time to be a white dude kirk math um i will say i went to one virtual shower um, no, no, still, don't, no, I don't want to hear this virtual shower. It was like 2020. I know, but I can't believe I, I just can't believe we did that. Do you know how long it probably took those old grandmas to get on the fucking Zoom? For a shower? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like it was such a nightmare because, you know, there's someone who didn't understand the mute button. And like, there's always some like lag in the Wi-Fi. It was a mess. But I will say that is where I sent like and I need confirmation of like what it's supposed to be because in my head, it's that you get a gift from the registry for the shower and then you get a separate gift. Like wedding. you write a check for the wedding and then obviously like bachelorette, which we'll get to like you pay for the bride and then obviously you have to get like whatever you have to pay for, for the actual wedding. That is to say we could be, what, four months out from the wedding and still be in the hole. Oh, yeah. When it comes to spending. And like, that is insane to me. I didn't sign up for you to get married, I to had, be quite honest. No, I had a friend. And by the way, like after you get married, like then they don't speak to you anymore. And they're just like until they have a baby and then they want your money again. But I had a friend who <laughs> I wasn't in the wedding and I'm happy I wasn't, but the shower, the mom paid for everything and never said there was anything like she wasn't going to pay for anything. And then after the shower, like Venmo requested all the bridesmaids, like for like <gasps> hundreds of dollars for like the open bar and the, and the venue. Like that was never part of the plan in the beginning. It's not crazy. I would have ignored that Venmo request. It's like, bitch, why'd you have your daughter's shower at this insane fucking restaurant and have an open bar and a fucking donut wall and everything else under the fucking sun. If you weren't going to pay for it, your fucking self. Yeah. But my thing is, people didn't agree to something you can't yeah, make nope. them pay for yeah, it i agree i actually saw <laughs> a bridal shower and it was like 1950s housewives <gasps> housewife yes 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 oh my god what well, you need to find this i we can't ever post it no i know but, but i need to see it again maggie needs to see it 
it was someone that I know who had a like bridal shower and the theme was like making so-and-so a housewife, but it was like themed after like how to make the perfect 1950s housewife. And you know what? I'm going to say it. I have nothing but respect for that because that was (laughs) right on the nose. That was crazy. And iconic. It really was. I wonder how they're doing. I I think they're still happily married, but that was like not that long ago that they got married. No. Yeah. Good for them. That was also the front. You had a friend that had a, like a (laughs) baby shower (laughs) where they had, (laughs) they were holding. Oh my God. The black baby. This person was having a child with a man who was black. She was white. And like they literally posted a picture with like a black baby doll. Let me tell you though, come every loving day, those people they got a post ready. They are like, you know what? We are interracial. Like we see that. Mm-hmm. But she had like black baby dolls at her shower. Yes. But it was weirder than that. Like it was like the picture was really weird. They were like posing with it. Like <laughs> it was uncomfortable. I hate white women. I remember that. I don't understand. Like, what was the point of the baby dolls? Like, does what's, that the, happen point? To what's other... the point of the baby? First off, let's talk about that. Well, that's that's true. Just stop reproducing. That's our only advice. To I you. just think we need to fully, fully, fully get rid of showers, baby showers and bridal showers. Like when you're having a baby, I'll get you a gift. Like if you're my friend and you're having a baby, I'm going to get you a gift. But we don't need to have a shower for it. We don't have a first no. birthday. Have a party when it's alive and I can see it. Like, why are we showering you while you have a fucking baby in your stomach? What are we going to do? Stand around and touch your no, You're going to bring like diapers. I can go cold. on and on about bitches making me bring diapers to parties. Uh, well, Buy your own diapers. fucking diapers. Your baby shit is not my problem. Period. Period. And buy your own diapers if you're on your period. I'm not, that's not my problem either. <laughs> yes. Fa- women famously wear diapers when they're on their period. You got it, Kirk. I don't know. I'm gay. You know women. I don't know. <laughs> Follow for look. more women facts. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Guys, my cat just opened the door. Okay. Let herself out of my room. <laughs> she got she was offended by that one. <laughs> Speaking of more times you've spent money during wedding season, Andrew, talk to us about um, these bachelor and bachelor parties. I love traveling. I love spending time with my friends. And I don't mean to sound like a boomer, but back in my day, a bride to be would go to the local bar and hire a stripper to cheat on their husband with. Now they force 30 of their closest friends to fly to Barcelona where they can go to a local bar and cheat on their soon to be husband, but with a much hotter Spaniard. The average cost of just a weekend batch party is $1,650. You could literally go on a 10-day Euro trip for that or less. And probably fuck way more Europeans doing it. <laughs> a trip for yourself. Now, wouldn't that be something new and different? Kirk and Erica, tell me some bachelor, bachelorette horror stories that I just know you were waiting to share. Kirk, you go first, because mine's going to get me in trouble. I've had fun at all of them I've gone to. I just bitch about them because I've had like last year I had like six and think of the six times that is a lot of fucking money to spend on other fucking people for not a vacation. They are not vacations. They are three days, like three days. I'm spending that much money for three. You're taking, you're maybe taking a Friday off. Like you're not even taking PTO. Like I haven't taken PTO for a trip since 2018. They've all been in these parties. Um, So I could just go on about all of them. Erica, I want to hear your specific story first. I went because I love the bride and that is it. It was literally a bachelorette party with a whole bunch of bitches who did not like me that much. And maybe I deserved it, whatever. But it was like one of those things where like the entire time 
you could tell that like there is uneasiness amongst the group. And I'm sitting here like, wow, this is not how I wanted to spend. Like, I want to spend my weekend celebrating people, but I have yet to know of a bachelorette party that is like, there always seems to be some type of issue. And that is my general issue with bachelorette parties is not all of your friends need to hang out together, which means not all of your friends need to go on a vacation and split expenses and have to talk about money with each other. Yeah, that's actually true. And it gets, and then someone doesn't pay or someone can't pay on time. And I'm not, I'm not shaming that person, but then it makes it like awkward for the person if like she, she barely or he barely yes. knows the rest of the group. But it's like you're like reporting to like the best friend who you might not really know. And then you have to awkwardly be like, it's just the whole thing is fucking weird with the money and the amount of money is it's obscene. Like I am about, I love going on friends trips with my friends. I end up loving all of these, these bachelor and bachelor parties. And I end up being the fucking like entertainment at all of them and the star of all of them. But it's like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> It's true. Do you know what my favorite part of them? I will say this: this is not a ding at them. Is when you go on a bachelor party or a bachelor party, and then you get close with people that you didn't really know because it's a meshing of different groups, and then you have this whole like you know weekend where you have all these memories, and then the wedding comes up, and you like run into them at the wedding, and it's like a fucking reunion. Like the wedding is not really a wedding; it's like a reunion for the bachelor and bachelor parties. Like you get to like, oh, like that bitch wasn't invited because they're a fucking loser, but now they're at the wedding. But we have these memories to talk about. Always makes me kind of happy. I feel better than everyone else at the wedding. There are some members of the bachelorette party who are great. And I thought that the bachelor party, because what ended up happening is they combined it. Um, I thought they were great, too. It was just one of those things where you can only have so much fun on a trip of people who don't really know each other yeah. that well. And I think that if it were up to me, and I were going to do a bit like if I want to celebrate like the vestiges of me being, you know, an unkept woman, then I want to do it with like my closest friends. Not and this wasn't the case for this bachelorette party, but not my closest friends. And then my future husband's sister, who I see twice a year for a and holiday, not your fucking mom or your dad. I hate when people do that. Is that a thing? Yeah, I've been on ones where like the dad no. has like fully come on the full weekend. And I've also been on ones where like the parents like show up. Like the dad surprised a bachelorette party once and we were all so fucked up. That was like funny in the moment, but then we we're like, why like, is what he the here? fuck? <laughs> like, is he the stripper? I, I don't get why the dad is here. It's like so weird. But um I just think that the the outrageousness of spending how much the amount of, like one of my friends last year literally propositioned to going to Barcelona. And we were like, you're high. Like, we're not going to Barcelona for three days. It would have been fun, but like, no. That's the thing. It's like, even if it's something as fun as like, let's go to Mykonos, let's go to Barcelona. I'm sorry, Barcelona. Then let me do that on my own time, on my own schedule. Like, in my opinion, it is so hard to sell the idea of a like completely fun bachelorette party because you were on a schedule. Like we had to wake up at 8 a.m. after getting home from the club at 3 a.m. to go to a wine tasting. We were so violently hungover, we couldn't even enjoy it. It was one of those things where you're sitting there like, damn, this is hell. But we still did it. I know exactly. I mean, there was one where we woke up at like seven after being out the first night and I was like, where are we going? Like, we're going to bar class. I said, hold up. I didn't fly across the country and pay money to go fucking work out, by the way. <laughs> and I went to bar last night and I classed all you bitches because I brought someone home and none of you guys did it. So I already succeeded and got an A in fucking bar class. I'm not going to fucking stretch across the bar right now. 
I stretched last already night. already stretched across stretched a pole the, last with the, night. With the go-go dancer that I brought home. True story. But Kirk. I don't get the workout. The workout's weird. Like, like in the, like, let's do the beach workout. And we all wear black and the bride wears white. And it's it's jamboree or the fuck people call it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, jamboree's children. Isn't that like a kid's? <laughs> What's it called? Like Zumba. Whatever it might be. <laughs> I just don't agree with working out. Don't don't make me pay to come and have a fun fucking weekend and then make me wake up at seven o'clock and work out. That's insane. What's everyone's opinion on the like, buy the bride a drink? Oh, hold please. That was, um, I had that in the back of my head. I was on a bachelorette last year. This is when this thing started to become a thing. And we were in Puerto Rico and me and my friend Kelly were sitting there and one of the girls was like, are you guys going to put on your story? Like, we made this thing. And we're like, put what on my story? Like, I'm just putting anything on my story. And like, this QR code. I was like, for what? And she's like, for to, to buy her her drinks. And I was like, excuse me? I have to ask my friends now to buy her drinks that don't know her. You know what's crazy? The only person who got a drink bought for the bride was me. And it was like my friend Peter, who like was just like, oh, I just want you to have a good time. I'm up at the fly somewhere else for a bachelor party and then ask my friends to pay for my drinks that aren't even fucking at the bachelor party. That's crazy. Especially when it's like, okay, you are not so interconnected in my life that more than 5% of the people who are like on my social medias know you. (laughs) The people that would buy you a drink are already at the party. Yes. And if they're not, if they're not, they can fucking send you money. Why is it my problem to fucking advertise for you? Like if yes. you're, if you're, if your mother-in-law wants to send you money, she's not going to do it because of my Instagram story. What's interesting though, is like the last bachelorette party I went to, the bride really wasn't like pushing that. It was the bridesmaids and like a part, I mean, that is to say that like a couple of the bridesmaids were just kind of like cheap as fuck and a little greedy, but so it was like not out of character but I always feel like it's the bridesmaids who are the ones like yeah, I agree. It's like the so gung ho for it. Yeah. Just weddings make every this whole fucking thing makes everyone crazy. Like it makes people horrible. And it also like I think we need to normalize. Like if you can't afford to go to your friend's bachelor party, you should be able to say no and the bride should be nice to you. Like there shouldn't have to be a fucking like tension because you, you would can't do go. this for me kind of thing. Yeah. Like people are different places. My thing is if I get married. Are you going to do the same shit? Probably not. Because by the time I get married, everyone else wasted their lives having fucking kids. Well, by the time you get married, your friends are going to love going to your shower because they'll be an old lady. <laughs> same girl. I'm lucky that I, I've only gone to bachelorette part or ba- I've oh. only gone to. Bachelorette Andrew party. has us- only gone to bachelorette parties as a stripper. Tell us more, Andrew. That's correct. The, the cheapest stripper you'll ever find. I've only gone to bachelor parties in groups where I know everybody. And I'm already friends with them or at least acquaintances. Like I couldn't imagine going away even for like a a really quick weekend. And there's always like that random guy that the groom knew from college, but nobody else knows. And they're the out of pocket one because I've gotten texts from both Erica and Kirk shitting on other people at the bachelorette or bachelor party that they're currently at. Uh, Excuse me. Do not call us out Don't for that. Don't be airing not that me I, out. Literally. No, you have to, it would be too many to figure out which one it was. So good luck. Everyone. Exactly. And then the funny it's part is. It's not that hard for me. <laughs> you, always, you always then see the story an hour later about how much fun you're having with a group <laughs> shot. And you can pick out the person Drag that they us. were talking shit on right there. <laughs> you know, I went on a, I was in a wedding last year and I was, went to, I'm close with the groom and the bride. And I went on both bachelorette and bachelor parties which is a really interesting trippy experience because you're like, 
dealing with the and like some of their like spouses are on both like them you know because they're all in one friend group and um it's just it was very very i don't i don't i, I mean I, if as a gay man i kind of like the idea but like i don't know it's a weird experience to go on both in the same like and hear like the the women speaking shit about the men and then the men speaking shit about the women and then one of the men like hitting on you well that's just an experience unique to you yeah that's a kirk problem yeah it's an original the other thing that really weirds me out or I just don't understand about bachelor and bachelorette parties, and I don't think this is a thing as much anymore, um, but like the idea that you have to like go completely wild on the party and you go to a strip club or you hire a stripper, you know, there's some kind of like light cheating in one way or another. It's like calling it your last hurrah kind of thing. Just yeah, the penises. Like, no more penises. So strange. Somewhat, oh my God. No yeah. penises. Also, I'm going to say it. I have never kept a single thing I've ever gotten from a bachelorette party. So let us let's squash this right here and right the fuck now. (laughs) If you are listening to this, if I'm in your fucking ear right now, no one wants to get anything specific for your bachelorette party. (laughs) I don't want bride tribe. I don't want your man's fucking face anywhere near my body. I don't want any of that shit. I want to get drunk. I want to eat. I want to throw some ass. And that is fucking it. There's only so many water bottles I can have with my name in different fonts on it, to be quite honest. Speaking of, I do have one of yours in my house. <laughs> Mine? Yeah. Obsessed. See, well, there you go. They go to they go to the poor. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I do give back, everyone. Um, no, but I think the last bachelor party I was on, one of the things was water bottles. I mentioned how I like lost it on like day two, and the maid of honor like noted that and remembered. I found it anyway. I ended up finding it before we left. And when I got home, she had shipped me another one. <laughs> so by the time I got home, there was another one with my name. So I have two that say Kirk on it and the same water bottle, which is really nice of the girl, but also like, fuck off. I don't want these water bottles. <laughs> but Erica does. Her address is. Please. Listen, um, you are not important enough to have merch. That's yes. the bottom line. Me? Yes. No, just anybody getting married. Any Anybody out yeah. there getting married. You are not important enough for that. We're a literal podcast and we don't have merch. If we don't have merch, we you don't day. fucking need merch. Our first line is water bottles with my name on it. We're reselling them. <laughs> okay, I have to ask a question. So how do we feel about um, themes of The Bachelor and Bachelorettes? Oh, like, no. what, what do you mean, though? Hold on, because I can get on board with some parts of it. like The camp theme or the like... Um, you know, like like the whole weekend has to have a theme. Oh, no, it. I'm not down for the whole weekend having a theme. But I am into like, like for my one friend years ago, we did like a Survivor day where we played, like literally played Survivor. And I was like really into it. Like we like had like, like drinking Survivor basically. And we had buffs made and like the buffs had like her, like a, like a logo I made, which I guess there we go is, is merch. <laughs> but, but it was more creative. But the whole weekend is too much. I'm also against the bride telling you what you can and cannot fucking wear. Like that is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the bride that I went to the bachelorette party for was like the most laid back person in like most senses. And so that wasn't an issue. But again, sometimes it's not just the bride. Like, I think that there's this weird defense that like people will play for the bride and the bride yeah. is like pretty chilling. I like this idea. This is true. I can see it. Like, it's usually it's like, a friend oh, you that can't isn't wear friends that. with everyone, but is friends with the bride. Or she's like fighting to be like, this is my best friend. Like, who are these other bitches? I always think it's like the one who didn't make it to maid of honor, you know, like that second. She's straight. almost there, but she's not. Mm hmm. Yes. Also, I, I know somebody who got married and they're maid oh, of honor. Congratulations. Oh, good job, girl. <laughs> <laughs> this 
the first ever, the first ever to get married, Maggie's friend. <laughs> um, I know somebody who got married and they made their maid of honor their air quote best friend. And the maid of honor got dumped a month before the bachelorette and wedding festivities. And the bride got drunk one night and told the whole group that this became that girl's fake bachelorette slash wedding. And everything that was planned would, is what she wanted to do. And it was not anything that the bride wanted to do because she was mourning the loss of this boyfriend. What? That's not real. That's I what refuse. I mean by people are fucking crazy with this shit. That's like a Reddit post. Were you on that? Did you go? I was invited, but I couldn't go. Ugh, wise choice. <laughs> Learning what went down at the wedding, I am very happy I did not Yeah, go. that's juicy. That's true. That's true. That would have been fun. I go back and forth because it's so funny because I'm like, I hate this so much money. But then like if Erica was getting married and like was having a bachelor party, it was like, yeah, we're staying in Philly for the weekend. I'm like, okay, that's fucking lame. So like, I just, I don't, I don't want to go on a lavish I trip, know, right? but I also do want to go on a lavish trip because I've been brainwashed by the fucking culture. I mean, if I had a bachelorette party, for one thing, it would be my bachelorette party, which means we're going where I want to go. And I know that yeah. if I want to go to like Paris and not everyone can afford that then I'm just going to be like, oh, that's fine. Like, I'm we'll just along. have like a little, yeah, like, or like, we'll do something with us here in Philly just so we can celebrate me. But like, au revoir, bitch. Okay. Now that we've talked all about weddings and bachelor parties and bridesmaids and whatever. Um, oh no, we haven't talked about bridesmaids. That's the question. The question is, if you were to get married and you had a wedding, would you have a bridal party? I would have my sister's. So you wouldn't have like every friend you ever had since like a high school friend, a grade school friend, an elementary school friend, a preschool friend. No. Okay. No. Uh, yeah. Cause I'm, that's one of the issues I have with the fucking weddings these days is having 11 fucking people on your party and you still offend someone somehow. So like, I think I would have nobody like no one. I think I would just do me. It's about me and the other person. I'm also speaking as a photographer. I have shot weddings yes. before large wedding groups like that. No bueno, not fun to shoot. Stop doing it. I remember it was cold. And my feet hurt and it took it like was a cold, 30 minutes. It was a cold, dark night. The wind was blowing. Anyway, my feet fucking hurt and we're sitting there for like 35 minutes because everyone wanted like their solo pictures, which I get. That's a beautiful memory. But when there's 16 total people, it takes a long fucking time. I have to say this to straight men out there who are in the groom's party. Just fucking go along with the photographer. I know you don't like having your picture taken. I know you think it's stupid. Like we said, it's not about you. Just get with the fucking program. Stand in line. Look like you're having a good time. And just let me take the fucking photo without being a bitch about it. Okay? And comb your hair. Comb your hair if you have yes. any. Yes. And comb, if you don't have any, hair. get a toupee. Pull your socks up. Make sure Literally. your belt is on correctly. Like... Take some fucking pride in yourself. And get a suit fitted. Come on, get, go get it fucking tailored. Look, none of us want to be there, okay? I don't want to be there either. I'm only there because I'm getting paid to be there. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to go to a wedding now <laughs> after all this talk. Kirk, you are your own worst enemy. <laughs> Literally. This Literally. is unsurprising. No, I don't have any until I have four this year coming up, so what do you fucking do? I can't wait for Paul's second wedding. Oh, that's so we a, wait, I there. wish he was here for this. He's the only one that's ever been married. I know. And but, divorced. You know, I was going to say also divorced. This is probably the one episode he wants to stay as far away from Far as away possible. from, yeah. He is not into it. What did we learn today? I learned not to get married. Don't and sign And by learned, up. I mean like, I know I'm not going to get married because no one's to marry me. So I'm going to say I learned that today. 
Though I have been learned wow. that. I have been learned that. Kirk, not the AAV. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, what I've learned is to never sign that prenup, girly. What if it's in your favor? What if you're the one making I'm actually in favor of prenups, and that's a whole other episode, but I love prenups. <gasps> Can we talk about... No, I'm not we'll talking talk about prenups. We'll Maybe about I do want to. We'll Let's talk about more. prenups. Erica learns about prenups will be That's the an episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andrew, what did you learn? I learned that I've been right this whole time. You have always been alt right. <laughs> That's this true. whole That's time. True. I'm Andrew. I'm Erica. And I'm Kirk. Your husband's in the pool. Thank you for listening to Hellscape Carousel. If you like what you heard, leave a five star review, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Stay tuned for more episodes. 